Welcome to the Virtual CFO Podcast, where you'll learn how to grow and innovate your business one step at a time from successful business owners. And here's your host, Brad Turville. Hi there, it's Brad Turville here and welcome to the Virtual CFO Podcast. Today I'm talking about can non-financial numbers help build my business. So ask most business owners about the non-financial numbers in their business and they'll look at you like you have two heads. But what if I was to tell you that you know they may be the most important numbers in your business, but how is that so? So the easiest way to describe non-financial numbers are those metrics that don't have a dollar sign in front of them. So it might be things like, you know, the number of full-time employees, the number of leads per month, your average conversion rate, number of current clients, retention rate of current clients, average number of invoices issued. You might remember in a previous podcast and previous article on our site bjtfinancial.com.au, I spoke about the six drivers of revenue. Okay, You can go and check them out. But if you go back and you have a look, you'll notice that five out of the six drivers are actually non-financial metrics. Okay, The only financial metrics in there is the average dollar amount per invoice. Marketers and salespeople, you know, they're very attuned to the importance of their non-financial numbers. Think about it. In marketing, you're tracking things like number of leads, you know, where those leads came from, how many opted in, how many bounced, how many signed up to an event, how many actually attended the event, how many made a purchase at the event, um, what is your shopping cart abandonment rate? Well, salespeople, you know, they're no different. You know, they'll track how many calls or appointments they need to make per day. You know, what's their average conversion rate? How many people buy? How frequent do customers buy, etc. Many business owners don't review and focus on these numbers because they have a lack of understanding. You know, they don't know what they are, where to find them, or how to measure them. That makes it a bit difficult, right? They focus on their bank balance and, you know, a handful of numbers from their accounting software. And they don't have a regular accountability and monitoring system in place to review these and just have a discussion with their advisor about them. Most often, these financial numbers are going to be hard to find because you're simply not tracking them in the first place. There are no systems, processes, or tools in place. And do you use a CRM, which is a customer relationship management tool, uh, to track new leads and, and sales appointments? Do you review or even understand your online marketing campaigns and how they are performing? Are you getting a return on your marketing ventures in traditional, say, print advertising? Do you know how many current clients you have? Okay, that's a, that should be a fairly basic one, but most business owners cannot confidently answer that. You know, do you know, I guess, how many of those clients do you retain and keep on as a client each year? Okay, we're always going to have a little bit of drop-off. And, you know, how often on average do clients buy from you? 
Having a system in place to track and monitor these numbers will give you access to understanding on how you're performing and where your focus should be placed. What's the easiest way to view and monitor these numbers? Well, our business clients use Zero, which we integrate with a financial dashboard that they get access to. Now, this dashboard automatically updated from Zero every couple of hours, but we also have the option to import a spreadsheet. So Zero will give you all the financial details, and we then use the spreadsheet function to bring in all the numbers from, say, you know, your CRM or or that your marketer gives to you, or maybe your salespeople or your sales team give to you, or say clients that are in a digital space or a SaaS space or an internet marketing space, they'll, you know, they might want to import numbers from their autoresponders or from their CRMs or from Google Analytics. Is these are very important to them to track the performance of their business. So let's put it all into perspective, all right? And I'll presume you want to grow your business. That's the most requested goal that I hear from clients. So say you're going to do this on your own. The majority of business owners would follow the traditional route of increasing their marketing spend to attract new customers. Okay, I need new customers. I'm going to put more money into marketing. This will then increase your revenue, but in turn, you know, they'll need to then invest in more people and more office space to, you know, to cope with the increased workload. Sadly, most businesses grow revenue, but at the same time, they increase their cost of sales and their profit ends up the same. So now you've got more customers, more work, a larger office, more employees, more fires to put out for the same profit. I say, why bother doing that? Okay, so now it's my turn. The goal is to increase revenue and grow your business, but I firstly want to understand what do the six drivers of revenue look like now? By breaking down revenue from just a large, static dollar figure to a number of smaller metrics, we can easily see the areas of opportunity and where you need to focus. Remember that the easiest thing you can do to increase revenue is to improve the small numbers. Okay, so what I mean by that is that let's say on average, a customer buys from you once a year, so there's only one invoice per customer per year. If you were to increase that to two invoices, so two sales per customer per year, okay, you've instantly doubled your revenue, okay, because to increase from one to two, it's only a small increase, but that's actually 100%. Okay, let's do another example. Let's say you double your prices, okay, it's just an example, you double your prices And by doing that, you can afford to lose half of your customers and get half of your time back. Okay, so let's say your revenue is $500,000 a year and you double your prices. That would take your revenue to a million dollars. But we need to account for a few clients that will drop off. Okay, now this is what scares business owners the most about putting their prices up. But remember, let's use this example, you can afford to lose $500,000 worth of clients, as an extreme example, and you'll still make the same revenue that you're already making anyway, but now you only have to deal with half the amount of clients and you've freed up potentially 50% of your time. That's heaps of time. So to be honest, almost every business can put their prices up by 10% right now. 
most clients won't even care or realize. Even if a handful do leave, well, you really want price shopping ungrateful clients. To put it into perspective, if you put your prices up by 10%, you can afford for 10% of your current clients to leave and you'll maintain the same revenue but with 10% more time gained. I don't know any successful business owner that doesn't know their own numbers. Okay, so be sure to add this to the top of your to-do list. We would love to help you. Hope you enjoyed this. If you'd like to know more, if you'd like to visit the show notes, please head over to bjtfinancial.com.au. If you haven't already left us a review, we'd love five-star reviews. So please head over to iTunes to the Virtual CFA podcast and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.